In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, listeners, what's up? Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. Thrilled that you're tuning in and listening. So here we are. It is February 9th. Uh, we are cranking through. Do you feel like this year is already off to a fast pace? I know I do. I'm feeling uh, a little bit overwhelmed. I'm feeling that it's been more challenging um, to coordinate and schedule podcast guests. Um, so by the way, always reaching out to the audience. If you know of a good guest that we should feature, let me know. Um, I've got some pretty cool people coming your way. It just takes, you know, when you go higher, when you reach higher, um, it takes longer to get on people's calendars. Um, and so some of those good interviews are coming your way very shortly, but today you get just me. Um, but if you want to make a suggestion on who we should have on the podcast, Hey, jump into the Facebook group, you go over to Facebook, you type in mortgage marketing radio podcast, and that's where you can make a suggestion. I'd love to see your, uh, input there. All right. So also you may have heard on the past couple episodes, I've been uh, testing out this new feature, which is called ask Jeff anything, which is you can leave a audio message for me, a question to ask me anything. You can do that over at ask G E O F F ask Jeff, anything.com do it from a mobile device. Just go ahead and go there. We'll link it up in the show notes also. Um, and what you do is just tap it and leave me a question. I, I think it's about a, you, you get about two minutes to leave it. So don't get wordy, right? Get right to the chase of what the question is you want to ask. And right now, uh, what I want to do is I want to share a couple of the questions um, that have been presented to me. Um, because remember, what I'm going to do is for every question I get, it, we're going to throw those into a contest. Uh, and every month, somebody's going to win a swag box. Right, and I'm going to choose somebody who had the best question, the most thoughtful question, right? Um, and right now, by the way, because it's a little slow going with you people leaving me questions, I'm just going to share a couple questions. Here's the thing: see if you can do better than these questions. All right. Um, so I'm going to start with N Natalia Mann. Natalia left me a a question, and uh, Natalia has recently just opened her own mortgage brokerage shop. So kudos, congratulations to you. Uh, but Natalia asks me the classic, timeless question. For someone who's not tech savvy, what is the best CRM? <laughs> you know, not the easiest question to answer without actually uh, speaking to you and understanding a little bit more about, uh, you know, where you're at in your business growth wise, who do you have on your team, your setup, your processes and things like that, um, what your budget is. But you said the one thing, and that is not tech savvy. And so there is a short list of CRMs, but when, as soon as somebody says not tech savvy, I immediately um, tend to remove 
certain certain CRM solutions from that. And I'm always at the risk of getting uh, somebody pushing back on me, getting hate mail, you know, whatever the case is, saying, hey, well, I use this and such CRM and I'm not tech. Look, this is based on the context that I have with the information that I have. So I'm going to give you... Um, two suggestions. Oh, by the way, she also said she implemented Flowify already, which is awesome. Smart move for you, Flowify, to really streamline uh, the the loan uh, process there. Um, and then, of course, that integrates to uh, most, if not all, of the CRMs. And I did a, I did two episodes with Flowify um, over the years now, this being our sixth year of the podcast. So thank you for being here. Um, but here's my answer. Um, Two that I wrote down immediately based on not tech savvy. She's using a Flowify. Be in touch and whiteboard. And maybe if you're listening, that's one of your CRMs. Great. If not, I'm sorry. That doesn't mean there aren't other CRMs that are good for non-tech savvy people. It means those are the two that are most top of mind. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. I know that's another CRM uh, out there that if you wanna get started quick and easy and the process for you onboarding and ramping up in, in from what I understand in my experience is uh, pretty quick and simple. So hopefully that answers your question. All right, uh, so by the way, get your question submitted to me, ask Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, -F, ask Jeff anything. There's a link in the show notes. If you're on your mobile, just tap the show notes. You'll be taken right to the page, tap, leave me a message and we'll go from there and you just might get featured and added into the monthly contest to get an awesome swag box, a private call with me, and all that good stuff. Okay, so what are we talking about in this episode? Um, so I was thinking about what content do I bring to you today when it's just me, and how can I maybe do a little bit of a coaching session? So this is back to in the private Facebook group over at Facebook, the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast group. So if you're looking for it, you look for Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast on Facebook. I posted in there yesterday um, the recent survey by Fannie Mae, the title of which, The Thrill is Gone. The share of Americans who say it's a good time to buy a home hits an all-time low. Um, and I thought we would unpack this a little bit because, I mean, look at, first of all, it's smart if we look at things as how they are, not as how we wish they were, right? And let's face it, we are in a market of hyper-low inventory, high demand, still very low interest rates, although most people under 40 wouldn't know that. And what do we do? We've got, you know, all this pent up demand, home prices are skyrocketing, double digit growth year after year after year. So we're running into this, you know, an affordability issue for sure, right? And so I talked about this um, in the podcast group, on Facebook, and we had a nice dialogue in there. By the way, I wanna give a shout out to Tim Fox for engaging. Let's keep the conversation going over there in the Facebook group. Um, but look, uh, the Fannie Mae Home Purchase Sentiment Index, that's actually a thing, the HPSI, <laughs> decreased 2.4 points in January, its lowest level since May of 2020, as affordability constraints continue to weigh on the housing market. Uh, four of the index's six components decreased. So four of six areas of, of uh, sentiment, right, have decreased um, month over month. And in January, a survey record low of 25% of respondents reported that it's a good time to buy a home. 
So what that's saying is 25% of people surveyed said it's a good time to buy a home versus 69% of consumers reported that it's a good time to sell. Hmm. So, uh, you know, what, how do we address this, right? And, and especially when we talk about younger buyers, millennials, right? Younger buyers are growing increasingly pessimistic about home buying conditions. Um, look at this further stat here of respondents aged 18 to 34. And I know let's just wipe out the 18 year olds. Um, anyway, the point is this 15% of them think it's a good time to buy. 83% believe it's a bad time to buy. Um, as a matter of fact, this is broken down here. If I get further, if I click on this, I know you guys can't see this, but hey, um, in the green section here, we're trying to think, what are we seeing here? If I can see the green, it's pretty high. It's pretty high for people aged 35 to 44. How many, what percentage of people think it's a good time to buy? Mm, wow. Roughly the same. Let's just call it 15 to 20% or less. So a small segment of the market. All right. So all this wonderful buildup. What am I talking about? I'm talking about how do you respond? How do you pivot? How do you show up? Are you going to keep, you know, talking about interest rates are low? Or are you going to shift the conversation to understanding how buying a home is part of your total wealth building strategy, part of your tax advantageous strategy. And I know some of you listening right now already do this, you know, whether it's using tools like MBS Highway or Mortgage Coach, but I think more than ever, as it's gotten more challenging to motivate, convince people, especially with all the media out there, how do you get people to be confident and active in purchasing a home? Especially if you've got, now how many of you listening right now have got buyers that are tired? Buyer fatigue. People who've tried to submit offers, multiple offers, and they didn't get accepted. Right? I think all of you do. Once again, the question is, how do you respond? How do you show up? I think of, um, you know, people like Denise Donahue, the mortgage nerd. Um, I think of people like uh, JB, uh, Loans by JB, Justin Brown on Instagram, who are, once again, you've heard me say it, leading with education. I think of Min Win, who's doing some great videos on Instagram as well, leading with education, demonstrating, not telling, by the way, not saying, you know, Hey, home buying, you know, people who own a home have far greater wealth than people who rent. Okay, it's, you know, it's one thing to tell, it's another thing to show. And by show, I mean charts, graphs, figures, numbers, statistics, visually, not the spoken word, right? Because uh, if you heard the last episode we had with uh, uh, Deborah Bird, right? I remember her saying that talk is cheap. Show me. If you truly believe that buying a home is a great financial investment for the right person at the right time, then demonstrate that. And if you're wondering like, what do I, how do I, what do I say on social media? What do I post? How many of you have asked yourselves that question before? This is your opportunity 
to show up differently. If you're investing in the tools like an MBS Highway or Mortgage Coach, they've got the tools in there for you to use. As a matter of fact, on our private call, our weekly uh, Mortgage Marketing Pro members call, um, we walked through one of our members, Carrie Cobb, what's up? Shout out. <laughs> our, our boss lady. Uh, we walked through this scenario. And I know other of our members use these tools as well to help people understand in a visual way, um, which creates better understanding and, and clarity around a complex topic of, right, sometimes buying a home and helps them better understand why this makes sense financially to buy a home, even when the, the larger percentage of people are saying it's not a good time. Well, well, why? Why is it not a good time? Is that because prices are high? Okay, well, let's then now look at the forecast for your area. And by the way, there's a variety of ways to do that. MBS Highway, of course, provides a means to do that um, through their tool, which allows you to do look at uh, future appreciation rates, right? And things like that, and build those into a cost of waiting analysis, a rent versus own analysis. So if you're not using tools like that, if you're just simply talking well, that's one part of it. And I don't know how skilled you are at talking, at, at you know, convincing people based on your words alone that now's a, still a good time to buy. But if you can actually show people a compelling future of the cost of waiting, of the bid over ask based on future appreciation using actual real data, well, then that becomes much more convincing, right? And... Where does that strategy, mortgage strategy, mortgage planning, using buying a home as part of your wealth building, are you including that in your conversations right now? And coming out of the huge refi boom that we had, you probably haven't been, or maybe you haven't exercised those muscles in a while and your muscles might be a little weak. And so it's going to get harder, right? People are going to get fatigued, get tired. How many of you listening right now have buyers who took a timeout in the last six months or a year? Took a timeout, said, you know what? I just need a break. Too competitive. I don't even know if it's a good time to buy. And if you've got those prospects, leads, people you know at some level that you've had a conversation with a past in the past you did a pre-qual a pre-approval and they were just like you know what I, I need a timeout. what would happen if you actually reached back out to those people and decided to do a cost of waiting analysis you could do it over a video email you could do it by calling them or probably the two that i would look to doing First, texting, eh, easy to blow that off. Perfect world, send them a video. Hey, what's up, Jeff? This is Frank from ABC Mortgage. I know we talked, you know, six months ago and, you know, you were uh, looking to buy a house but got a little tired, got a couple offers shot down, totally get it. And, you know, um, it's part of my commitment, though, to stay in touch with all, you know, my uh, sphere of influence, right? Past clients, people I've spoken with who, you know, to gauge their interest in possibly 
looking at the market again. And what I'd like to do is, by the way, here's what you can do. I just had this idea pop in my head. What if you sent an unsolicited cost of waiting analysis or rent versus buy analysis to all the people you've spoken to in the past that had the ability to purchase a house and did have the desire, but got tired, got fatigued, had multiple offers turned down, and they just said, you know what, I need a timeout. What if you sent a video to them doing a screen share, showing them a cost of waiting analysis or a rent versus own analysis, and even with the situation of the market, uh, you know, being uh, low inventory, high demand, and this home buyer sentiment study from Fannie Mae that's showing that, right, that the, the disparity of people feeling like now's a good time to buy, right, it's at a record low, the lowest it's been since 2020. So you're dealing with the psychological factors of they are buyer fatigued, they're wondering if they even should buy, and what's going to convince them to move forward? What's going to get them off the fence? You, you being a mortgage professional, being a mortgage advisor, articulating to them that yes, you, you it might be difficult. Yes, you might be fatigued. Um, maybe there's a growing sentiment that it's not a good time to buy, but what I've done is I put together this scenario for you that shows you the cost of waiting or the cost of rent versus zone, knowing that rents are going up, going to continue to go up, et cetera, et cetera. And you just decided to do one of those a day. Do one cost of waiting or rent versus zone screen record with you, sending it to one person a day who you've worked with in the, in the past, their offers didn't get accepted, they got buyer fatigue, and you send one a day. I know this works. I've talked to other people that it works for, and I know it works on the real estate side as well to give you that, uh, that comparison. I know of an agent, and I've now been coaching other agents on this unsolicited CMA. Yours is an unsolicited cost of waiting, rent versus own. They didn't ask for it. You're not calling up and asking them for permission. You're sending it in an email with a video right? Like a bomb bomb type video, doing a screen record, showing them the cost of waiting analysis using a tool like MBS Highway or Mortgage Coach, ideally, or whatever tool it is you use. But you've got to give them the visual aspect of that, the numbers, and carry that out over a 10, 5, 10, 20 year window. Because it's only that, that, that that's going to, I think, help them, you know, people buy um, emotionally, and they back it up with logic. And if you can demonstrate to them, this is what the cost of waiting is. Yes, even in a market that's low inventory, that's a tough market. Yes, even when the buyer sentiment is, it's, it's quote, not a good time to buy. And if you do that one a day, five a week for a month, 20 in a month, and you get two who get reactivated, get back out there in the market, is that worth it? And not just the now business, but what about the six months from now, a year from now? What about when inventory hopefully does open up a little bit, right? So that's tip number one for today. Oh, by the way, before I, get, before I forget that, why does it make sense to do this and provide the financial information, right? The compelling reasons of the cost of waiting and looking at how buying a home 
um, fits into your overall wealth building proposition? Well, if we're talking about first time home buyers, let's say, right? First of all, we know that the appetite for millennials, first time home buyers, that bracket, even millennials are getting older, right? They're like 40 now, some of them. 90% of them said they want to buy a home. And a large percentage of them understand that it's a good investment for their overall financial future. I'm looking at a study right here from Thousand Watt Consulting. What is the primary reason you want to own a home? Financial reasons. Buying a home is a good investment and builds wealth, 47%. Emotional lifestyle reasons. Pride of ownership, a place for me and my family to call home, 50%. So give them the piece that you can, which is the financial reasons. Buying a home is a good investment. Those are the logical reasons, the emotional reasons they have already, which I just stated. And as I said, one a day. By the way, this survey, uh, when do you want to buy a home? One to three years, 46%. ASAP, 30%. Go back to the people that you did a pre-approval, pre-qualify for six months, 12 months ago, and right? And do that. Okay. And then uh, secondly is don't forget, right? How do we keep our volume up? I talked about this, uh, by the way, I had the great privilege of speaking with one of my dear friends and top producers in the business, Michelle Otto, Michelle out of Colorado, $100 million producer. If you're listening, she's been on the podcast before. Um, she's also a member in our private uh, coaching group, mortgagemarketing.pro. If you want to check that out, you can go watch our brief video, mortgagemarketing.pro. Um, Anyway, Michelle and I were talking and we were talking about the, the conversation of how do we, y'all, you wanna make the same money you made last year, right? We, we had the refi boom, you made, made a good chunk of money, a lot of money, but obviously refis are tapering off. Well, we, she brought to the, to the conversation the opposite side of the equation, which is, yes, as a whole, maybe refis are down, but look, if you wanna keep your volume up in terms of your production, your units, don't make the mistake of saying no to refis based on rate. I know you guys have heard this before. If you're a follower of Barry Habib at all, like I am, you understand this strategy, but sometimes you need a reminder, and that is this, debt, debt consolidation. One of the things you should be doing is reaching out to your past client database, right, who closed a loan, a refi 12 months or more ago, let's say, right? Some of them, six months, it might make sense based on appreciation rates and things like that, just as a check-in. But any, you know, if you're not doing the annual right, financial planning reviews, stop, hang up, and go make five calls right now and do it. Guys, that strategy has been around for 30 years, right? And that's the way you continue to keep your volume at the same levels you've done during the refi boom is you go find the people who need debt consolidation or who need access to cash because we have had record appreciations, people have record equity, but a lot of people racked up some, some serious debt too, whether that's bad debt, credit cards, cars, and things like that, um, paying for college, et cetera. And you as the mortgage advisor, right? Let's have the conversation about restructuring bad debt for good debt. So look, it's on you to get proactive and become more valuable to your clients. Again, a video. Hey, what's up? This is Jeff from ABC Mortgage. Hey, it's been 12 months, 24, 36 months since uh, we last uh, checked in on your mortgage. Hope things are well. Um, part of my job as a, as a mortgage advisor is to make sure that you know, you're leveraging your 
biggest debt you ha probably have, which is your house, that you've got the right mortgage for your situation. And look, sometimes people need to restructure bad debt for good debt. Uh, I'd love to do a you know a free analysis for you to look at uh, can we get you in a better position financially, lower your overall cost and expenses, and put you in a better situation uh, in terms of your long-term financial plan. Something like that, just completely off the top of my head, right? Again, could you do one a day? Could you do two a week? Could you look at your, pet, your, your, your client database and find those clients, those 10, 20, 30 clients who you had great rapport with, whom you might guess probably have some credit card debt still? Because clearly people aren't going to refi for rate anymore, right? They're going to refi because they need access to cash They want for various reasons, college, right? Expenses, family-related medical issues and so forth. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's freeing up. Maybe it's paying off that car loan. Maybe it's paying down those student loans, credit card debts, et cetera. But they've got this tremendous asset called equity where they can reposition that and put themselves in a better situation financially. Are you making those calls as well? That's what I'd like to know. Let's keep this conversation going in the Facebook group. Jump over to Facebook, type in Mortgage Marketing Radio. And don't forget, you can ask me anything and then go to Ask Jeff Anything, G-E-O-F-F. -F, and uh, let's have a conversation. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in. And by the way, if you do want to check out our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership, go to mortgagemarketing.pro, check out the short video, and I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates, real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months and we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.